0: Welcome to Season 1 of Instrumental. I'm your host, Amber Petty. Well, this is rather romantic, isn't it? Well, I thought I'd set up some candles just to sort of set the scene. (laughs) I just want to just double-check. Are we on a date? We are now, (laughs) ever since I lit the candles and got table for two by the window. Okay, so... I might be recording it, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, I don't want to sound like, you know, a non-feminist, but if we're on a date and I didn't know about it, you're bloody well picking up the bill. Well, I seem to have ambushed this affair, so I feel like I must. (laughs) Actually, yeah, you know what? It is actually... I I did send the first email, so maybe that... Yeah, but I lit the first candle. (laughs) And I,
1: I sent the wine emoji, so, oh, what, you know. Listen, your honour.
0: <laughs> I think are a bit confused about this. Um, anyway, hilarious. So let's just set the scene because we're upstairs in the band room at um, the Dar- Grace Darling Hotel. Yep, beautiful place. It is. It's a really, really cool venue. Um, Actually, I think we should have some sort of monthly soiree here. That's except, Well, you're new to the area, so yeah. that's why I thought you've got to get to know the Grace Darling. And obviously the band room, they have really good, you know, small, small bands. Um, great and, room, good PA, good is layout. It? Yeah. I wouldn't know that. Yep, you obviously PA. had a chat to Amanda about all of the acoustics well, can, and whatever. No, well, I can see it. Yeah, I didn't have to ask her. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amanda, what's the PA like here? It's great, Sarah. Excellent. I'll be back. But
0: can I, can I just say, what about when I said to you... I needed to go to the toilet, and I said, "Okay, well, I'll leave you two to chat about this because obviously, Sarah, you're used to um, you're used to seeing you're used to seeing um, venues empty, meaning (laughs) meaning it's a great room. I tried looks so hard as
1: as good (laughs) when there's no one. I assumed that you meant that it means I do a lot of sound checks, not that everybody hates me and nobody ever comes to my shows. She books a lot of gigs and actually nobody turns up. Never. I just do it for fun. (laughs) Just makes me feel
0: good. But it's good. Half the time I don't show up either, honey. (laughs) It's good for an introverted um, lead person when actually – they're really exactly. uncomfortable when people turn up. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, it's just a bit of change of scenery from being <laughs> at home by myself. So I'll just come
0: yeah. here. Oh, my God. Anyway, we will come back here when there is actually people in here. We may. We may not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we might come back and just sit in here again, table for two by the window. <laughs> I bought my own cigarette lighter. For our second date. And also, yeah, we, we are kind of like, um, we, just for context of sound. Staring given, at the kebab shop. Given that I no, am. You're staring at the kebab shop. Oh, there's also the Copacabana. That looks fun. Oh, that, gets, that gets pretty seedy at 3am. I bet it does. So I've heard. Um, but we have got – there is maybe going to be a bit of background noise, um, not because of anyone sound checking, but because we've got, we've got trams. We did have a young lady that was uh, yelling at seemingly no one. That's th- Melbourne, baby. That's what I've noticed since I've been here. Everyone's walking around seemingly yelling at no one. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but you're in the. What is it? What did we establish? This area is Inner north. No, I thought it was the west. Didn't she say Inner north? Oh, I don't when like I it. said, oh, Sarah's from. I won't say just in case you've had any bad stories with <laughs> stalkers, <Yeah. laughs> and you know, and we're in Collingwood, and she's looked at me, Konya. They're, they're not. That's, they're not really yeah. sitting next to each no, other. What those are you suburbs. Talking about? <laughs> anyway, hardly promoting the venue. Arguably, there's less people talking to themselves and yelling at random people uh, in your neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you know um, Elwood, Branch. In my neighbourhood, because oh. I've only just moved there. I mean yeah. Brunswick, by the way. It doesn't matter. It's not like they're going to come over. I don't know where I am. Well, and you if, you, all like, these... if you you do want to come over, then come over. Like I welcome You're you. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. she's got I, the key under the mat. <laughs> I do actually. Um, but the other the other night, like two nights ago, someone blew up a car in my street. And wow. at four o'clock in the morning, I heard this bang, 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 bang. And I was like, oh, it's nothing. Just ignore it. And I ignored it for a while. How about can you say it's minutes. nothing when a car is I was, just slowing up? It was four o'clock in the morning. I was tired. I was like, it's not my problem. I'm not in the car. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in my bed. It's fine. And then I thought, <laughs> I need to see what this is because now I'm seeing some flashing lights. And I walked out and there was a fire truck out there. Everyone in the street was standing out there in their pajamas. Wow. Great way to get to know the neighbours. Hi, I'm Sarah. Great way for them to get to know
0: that you're a musician and you're probably, you you know. (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) If you're not out, you're definitely not going to, it's going to take more to get you out of bed. Uh, Yeah, it's very hard to get me out of bed. Even an exploding car doesn't get me out of bed.
1: So is everything okay? uh, Well, the next morning at about eight o'clock, the cops came to my door and um, bang, 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 like really early. And I thought it was a oh, Sunday. It was Wednesday. I've got no idea. And I was like, what are you doing at my door on a Sunday morning? And they it's Wednesday, dude. And I was like, oh, sorry. It's, every day is a Sunday. Um, and they said, Do you did you hear anything last night? And I was like, well, just no more than anything else. And they said, someone um, put a bomb in a car in your street. And then I walked what? over there. The car had gone, but the explosion was so full on that the pavement has melted. and still that like that. It's a huge black like blob on the ground Whoa. and the pavement is moving in waves because it melted like, you what? know, convex into itself or concave. Or That's whatever. a proper bomb. I mean,
0: not that I thought you'd be using the word bomb lightly. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm from
1: Sydney. I thought that it was all, it was rough there, it's going to be rough here, but it seems it's a little bit scarier here. Lucky I've got well, that ferocious hound of mine. <laughs> well, who's a Staffy? But no, not ferocious? She, no, she's not ferocious at all. Is she's she a, a skeddy cat. No, she's like a border collie cross labrador cross. Oh, it's such a difference. Um, okay. Kelpie. Must have been someone else's Instagram
0: shots that I was looking at.
1: <laughs> someone else's dog I was looking at. You you wouldn't you'd know my dog. She's got a little
0: grey beard, grey eyebrows. Oh, yes. Chachi. Yes, yes, yes. Chachi, yes, chachi, yeah. chachi. Um well, what I want to understand is cuz I've always known you as a musician And we – you know what? I'm so excited because we're going to get towards you uh, getting a record deal. (laughs) So you getting arrested. (laughs) You getting – yeah, we'll we'll get there. Um, You getting a record deal with um, Warner Music, which was a company that I worked for for a short time. So I want to uh, understand what that experience was like and then I get to maybe tell my experience. Um, But – When did you work there? So I was there so – well, what years were you signed to? Uh, no. when, when did you get your first record deal? Which was with Warner, wasn't it? It was with Warner, yeah. I think it was 96. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, see, you know what? When I was kind of doing a little bit of research, which I hate to do before, um, I don't like to call them interviews because I like to call them conversations. You could, so yeah, I you could always do some a bit, research, otherwise, yeah, yeah. just course, sitting there shooting the breeze. That's right, <laughs> which is also fun. What I was going to say was you have actually had success. And been around, so to speak, for a lot longer than I actually thought. I've been in and out of success as well. I've had such uh, a roller So you've coaster. had chapters. I've had so many chapters, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the it's first crazy. time you were signed was 96? Yeah. And was that to Warner? To Warner um, uh, Worldwide
1: as a joint oh. venture, which was the first joint venture that they'd ever had – in the history of Warner. Really? Yeah, it was a big deal Whoa. because we uh, Warner Brothers in America wanted to sign us and Warner's here wanted to sign us and um Michael Parisi and our then manager yeah of course you do (laughs) (laughs) everyone does I love him Um, they they did this joint venture where where we signed it together so it's like they both owned us and mm, they don't normally do that I mean I don't know if anyone's done it since but it had never been done before
0: was that off the back of them um, having like why did the states want to do that was it because they'd heard about you or why was why was Parisi sharing music from Australia to the states because Parisi wanted to sell more more records obviously so getting it because he's, he's a real entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. So getting
1: it to America would sell more records. Um, the only thing is that in terms of uh, ownership of the record, yeah. if you're signed in Australia and the Americans put your record out, they don't really give it the love that they would uh, a band yeah. that they signed themselves or you know. So right, because they're making less money. Um, they're, they're making less or, money, but or it's is also, ego. It's, it's ego, and I think yeah, they probably make. Less of a cut or not, but it's yeah. it's also ego. You're not you're not someone that they you didn't
0: they, you they didn't, didn't get your, your signature discover. on
1: their thing. Yeah, right. to them it's yeah. like um, like it's like you know you fell in love with a guy and he already had a couple of children and suddenly yeah. you have to look after them as well. But you didn't give birth to them. Yes, they're not your children. Yeah. but suddenly they're in your shopping cart and you're at Coles buying
0: them, you know, such ice creams to a, shut them up. This Story's gone so miserable. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> When we get back to yours, it's much more exciting. <laughs> Is that what you <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> See, I'm having flashbacks. No, I haven't quite got there yet. Oh, okay, Yeah, cool. I get it. So, okay. So, so um, yes. if they did a joint
1: venture, then they both had skin in the game and both balls were on the line mm-hmm. and they, they put in a lot more on each side. So, they both put in tour support. They both funded the record and we had to split which our… Was which record? A sumo, our yep, first yep. record. We had to split our alliances… Um, with them 50-50. So we spent most of the time, you know, a lot of time in America touring, like yeah. years, uh, and then we'd come back and tour Australia. But we pretty much based ourselves in America for most of the time.
0: So that – I was going to say, because that would – I mean, having worked in the music industry myself and and, and, and worked in different sort of uh, capacities and, you know, one being sort of, you know, promotions manager, so you deal with all of the acts and managers that are assigned to your label um, – but then also, you know, in the A and R department, and and then even just doing some freelancing sort of, you know, stuff. The ego side of you know bands and 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 record companies. I mean, that's just always a given. It's um, but with <laughs> how's the way you go ego side of the bands? Oh, and it's obviously well, a given a, with the record companies.
1: Most people would it, think that 100%. it was the bands that had their egos.
0: <laughs> no, no, no yeah. not always. Not always. A, no. a lot. You know, there's a lot of that. But I think there's also, it's not always ego about the band. It's fear that someone's ripping them off. And I think it's a fear of... You know they're so used to that free-flowing creative process, and then suddenly they they step into a business world. Yeah, and I, f- I think that they feel like these all these conversations. It it is sort of you know it, it, in a, in a way it's hand-breaking, a creative process where they, you know, the beauty of their world used to be before they you know became a, you know a, a monetary potential offering, is that they would just be able to sit there and enjoy it. You know, uh, and I think absolutely. the fear that something is about to break. Means that I've seen a lot of bands get in their own way. Yeah, because and, it's, and that's the, when it becomes, it looks like it's ego when actually it's fear. Uh, Do you
1: yeah, know that, what I that's mean? That's true, yeah, yeah. There, there's also an element of, uh, I, to me, there's an element of surrender every time yes. you hand a record over. Because mm-hmm. when you make that record, it's you and the record. And it, the connection that you have is really quite spiritual, especially when no oh, one's yeah. heard it but you
0: absolutely and then because it you came it from, over spirit is spiritual is like spirit is in spirit, it was inspired, it came from a place of uh, that didn't exist, yeah, and then you and then it ch- channeled out through you so yeah. yeah, it's a big thing it is writing music
1: is really spiritual Huge. absolutely um, because it's not science it's not maths. no And there's a lot of just sitting at your instrument. Trying to relax and calm yourself, and so you can and trusting that that have something that magic through. will come to you. That's yeah, right. it's it is. It's like you're channeling something. Absolutely, and, you are. And when you finally, if you're patient enough to actually get through it and mm. complete something, mm. especially when it's a whole body of work, to then um, send it out to someone else, to hand it out to um, to even just your management, to play it to anyone Absolutely. really, is a it's a really big deal. It's a huge. I have to. Thing. I have to um, have this. I, I look at it like. Um, like this conscious uncoupling. <laughs> I love Thanks, Gwyneth. Uh, yeah, totally. I love it. Because uh, I have to sit there with my, my music and I, I have a, um, I have like a week with it. Once I've finished, I have a week with it and I depending on how much I love it, it could be a week, it could be a month, but I just I just sit with it and I listen to it over and over and over and I drink Is wine. Is that your chosen
0: I, process? It's yeah, like because I have to let it go. Before I let this baby out to I the world. I have to get sick of it. I can't hand ah. it out unless I'm over it. So I, I bludgeon like- it. See, so yes. I'm over it, and they go. You can have it now. I, I've moved on. I don't care. There's yeah. a part of me that moves. So I, I have to. But you know what? That also is because not to, to. And I want to also get back to this uh, deal between um, you know America and Australia and the split alliances because I headed yeah. into that territory for a, a reason. because like, mm. what that I have something what, else to what, say on that as well. Yeah, good. So <laughs> let's make sure we get that let's, ba- let's get back that there. Back there. Um, but what I was going to say, just in terms of that really interesting process that of, of sort of getting trying to get sick of well weaning yourself off you exactly that's what you're doing yeah. I mean you you're not, you know you're not yeah. actually trying to do a negative thing you're just trying to work out your process to um, it's not be, a negative thing no it's, it's not. a rite of passage that's exactly right but but also quite interesting because um so my uh, I think I can't remember we mentioned whether you know but my dad died on good friday this year yeah oh no i didn't know uh, yeah 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 it's been brutal but anyway oh, so so I'm sorry to thank that. You, thank you um what has been really god joe's dad fasc- died this year too and uh, oh, god and it's uh, heavy. Uh, uh, yeah it's 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 the heaviest thing you'll ever go through and it yeah um, oh my god it's just unreal one of the fascinating you know because in any situation there in most situations, there's going to be beauty and there's going to be darkness. One of the, uh, and even, and actually in death, it's it's kind of like there are lots of parts that are a beautiful darkness. And you can't have one without the other. That's, otherwise you wouldn't know that you've got it. That's exactly right. And so one of the beautiful dark places that I've been to with Dad dying is music, because music was so important to him, and. So you have to, obviously, planning a funeral. You want to make sure that you're playing all his music. Can I ask what kind of music yeah. he liked? Yeah, so he loved um, – so there was a real oh, God, that's such a process. Um, so he loved a lot of country and western. We had Kenny Rogers the Gambler oh, and also because – I love Kenny Rogers. Oh, my God. And also because Dad was a shocking gambler, so it was literally <laughs> – it couldn't have been more fitting – um, for when his coffin was taken out, um, I didn't know this was a, a song that he loved. But his best friend, he, he, his best friend apparently, Dad had said it to him a couple of times. Was um, just a boy giving it all away, Leo Sayer. I don't oh. Know. oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's be- and that was really reflective of I think my dad. You know, he he was always just a boy, but a lot of things went wrong in his his. You know, his his father became quite violent and was an alcoholic, and knocked them around quite a lot when they were young. And then when made that a lot, don't you? It's like textbook. yeah, and people and his generation just didn't talk about it. They yeah, you know, everyone's shut it really down. numb to that in that generation. It was so numb. And then when he was twenty, um, about uh, twenty two or something, um, his mum uh, committed suicide. So he had a lot of things when, of course, when I look back as an adult of, you know, the kind of things that I was shitty about, of, of how he handled being, you know, a, a, the husband to my mum for the seven years that they were, and then, of course, them splitting when I was a, a baby. There was lots of things that I, you know, I had resentment and I had to, like, work through a lot of stuff. But I th- so that r- was very reflective of, you know, just a boy. You know, you've got to really realise that I think he knew that he'd made a lot of mistakes, but when you when shit goes down yeah you do at what a young you can. age you're in a different you're in survival mode yeah exactly it's like
1: you're in a different emotional tax bracket yeah
0: but it, but so jumping
1: <laughs> make this a fourth
0: <laughs> anyway that was a great episode about me <laughs> next time we should do you <laughs> no love it's good oh god but, um, so what i have found the experience of music and how that relates to your heart is phenomenal and i realized that when prince died I literally felt like I had lost someone that I knew, you know, but mm. the, the the reaction from my heart, I was sobbing, I was all sorts. How I've felt about listening to dad's music has been, you know, I'm now in a bit of a zone uh, where I'm okay to listen to a couple of songs but I can't quite listen to the other ones. I need a rest because I'm just trying to sort of breathe through this little, um, you know, chapter. Um, and I went to see this guy who's like a grief counsellor and he also does this thing called heart math and it's rich, literally all of this very interesting stuff around the heart. And he said that music literally, like we go, oh, it means so much, you know, oh, you know, my heart's with this. or We don't understand what we're actually saying. And it reminded me of you sort of sitting there literally in a house listening to your music and your album, your baby And you're trying to do something because it's in your heart, and I think it's come via your heart. I mean, I think we always think all thoughts and channeling come through the mind, but actually I think probably they come through the heart, you know, from somewhere and through the heart. You're extracting but keeping You know that album and that music will always be in your heart. You're just letting enough of it go to send it off into the business world. Yeah, yeah. You're letting enough of it go to be able to allow other people to Mm -hmm. manhandle it and and be okay with it.
1: Yeah, and have an opinion. And have an opinion. And that's the hardest part. Yeah.
0: So, getting back to that um, deal, in because that that's massive about that deal between uh, the the US and, and Australia with your first record deal. You can say something. Yeah. Oh no, mm-hmm. you can finish your sentence. But yeah, I was gonna just. Well, I was just thinking because then Ed. because then um, you know the split alliance that you're supposed to have, and and let's be honest, I think that is going to draw out qualities in you, or it's going to trigger and test qualities in you as a person, because if I'm thinking about a lot of the, you know, some of the musicians and and, um, writers that I've worked with. Now, if if you're going to say to them, now give 50% of love to Australia and 50% to the US, a lot of them are going to go, that's going to be tough. Because I now don't give a shit about Australia. It's a blip in the ocean compared to the big boys. So, you know what I mean? So then that tests sort of loyalty. And how did you handle that? The thing is, it was really fun touring Australia and it was
1: really hard touring America and we had to put in ah. we had to put in three times as much work to tour America
0: even though because right, it's just because it's just so bigger, big, big yeah.
1: so uh, even though it's fun to be in America yeah. but as far as the actual shows the actual work that we're there for yeah. um, it's way harder because the the crowds are smaller we don't have the yeah. text that we normally have so we have to do everything ourselves. I'm okay, carrying yep. all our equipment up like ten flights of stairs and playing. Whereas to, like, seven here, people. you've
0: got roadies in, in yeah. that capacity. Yeah, here, here people
1: would come people, to the shows. People, know you. People, people knew us. Things were smooth. Yeah. And keep in mind, this was my first like toe in the water. I mean, i had been in yeah. a cover band, but this was my first experience as a professional musician. God, so if this happened a huge to me leap, now, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. If this happened to me now, I'd be like, wow, unreal. When it happened to me then, it's like I didn't sort of know anything else. You didn't I was know like, right, what.
0: You you could have maybe sort of gone oh this is oh this is sort of how it rolls this yeah is just, you get this, this Americans is just what we do and you yeah. get these and and I, I look back now and I think that was quite was naive crazy, yeah I had massively thank God you were naive
1: yeah yeah maybe A little. because I sort of it allowed me to to get quite a lot done without panicking about it. I was just like, okay, we'll just do that and big deal. This is just
0: how everybody does it. It's not how everybody does it. And we haven't made it yet. You're probably, you know, because in in a lot of bands' mind, you would be like, you have made it. Like they don't think past that kind of, you know, you've got a deal and you've got an American deal. We were in such a cocoon though. We
1: were in such our own little cocoon. Um, that it was even difficult to see what was going on. It was like every day we just traveled and we, we, we were together and we talked together and we wrote together. Mm-hmm. And like I was dating the guitarist at the time. So, like, talk about a cocoon. Right. Like, he and I oh. were in such a cocoon. And it was like us against the world. And I, so I was never—I never, I
0: never so thought you also too much about it. Longing and torn that you had someone no. back
1: at home. Exactly, so I, home was coming with I you. I deliberately didn't have a home. I, I gave myself nothing to oh, miss. Gross. I was when I would come back to Australia. I was living That's on smart. my auntie's floor in, in her art house, just mm. on the ground. Um, um you know because i just thought if i if i get a house then i've got something to miss yeah and i didn't want you know can't get a dog and
0: thoughts or... even, even just admin thoughts you know you know maintenance and stuff like that yeah. you know i've got to keep thinking back at home yeah i know how much admin ahead. do you have just having a oh, home oh god i mean just that's ridiculous like, it's boring ah, all
1: day long i'm that's doing a... washing and cleaning that's, that's and... <laughs> but your bills and bills and bullshit you yeah, know yeah. like yeah building tiki bars and it's exhausting but um <laughs> <laughs> but ha- having that um that relationship really mm. s- uh, changed my experience as a whole on that whole time so it was mm. like two years of intense travel it's a long and long time tour. too isn't it yeah and the thing is that nobody knew that we were a couple no one nobody knew uh, not even not the guys even in the, the band record companies oh not even the guys in the band no no one we kept it a secret
0: was that on purpose? Yeah. like what, what, what I mean what was the purpose?
1: Well, it's his idea. <laughs> he said that if they knew that we were a couple, then if we sided together uh, on on any particular issue in the band, they're not going going go, take us seriously yeah you've you've buddied up. We were the the songwriters, so we just sort of thought, let's not mention it mm. but you know it went on for so long that then we couldn't mention it because it was uh, you know it, it felt like you had been keeping a big secret. Lie, them. yeah but yeah. It, uh, there was a deceitful it was really deceitful yeah and um you know i wouldn't recommend it like i look back now well yeah, we, i mean I, think why,
0: a, I get i get why you, why it
1: seems like a good idea it. at the time but it would have been better if we had made a decision to um to then tell everyone in, in our own way but uh we broke a up coming out party a coming out party exactly yeah. but we didn't actually have that we broke up and we were still nobody knew they found out after we'd broken up because we had a lady from That's rolling really stone it. magazine come on the road with us oh, and God. she was like coming to all the gigs and she was at a an after party that we had and there was a whole bunch of bands there and everyone was drinking and i saw chris <laughs> sitting in the corner talking to her for ages and I was like, oh, great, because she was hot. And I was like, cool, you know, if he gets it with her, then that'll get me off the hook. This is going to be fab. <laughs> and then I found out later he was sitting there telling giving her. Giving her the whole rundown. He told her everything. And then oh, um, that she told me, so I contacted our management and said, you've got to put this to bed because oh, she knows everything. No. She promised she wouldn't say anything. And then when the article came out, it was a tell all expose. Say, the that's whole a thing. There, there's her angle.
0: There's her angle. Yeah, right yeah.
1: There. Yeah. And uh, the heading was party of four with a question mark. <laughs> and, oh and there's this God. photo of us all standing there holding burning Bibles in suits. And I was like, that's not what it was supposed to be. The photo was what it was supposed to be, yeah. but not that angle. The, no, no. Uh, and then, you know, my parents are calling me going, what's, oh, you so know, it, what's going on? Like know. my sister, like we were at her wedding together just as friends, you know, it was bit bad. I mean, anyway, we're getting off topic here, but.
0: No, well, it, it's, it's all on it's all on topic because it's about your life. But, but, but wasn't that, I mean, you're obviously. Someone that doesn't need to be affectionate, all not the in public. Time.
1: No, No. I've never been one for public affection. Mm, I actually mm. don't like it. I get embarrassed. I see people doing it, and I go, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like you know, I give her a quick kiss or whatever. But yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> but, I, but we're looking, dude. Yeah, but I. But I think. Um, yeah, I mean, mm, yeah. See, I, I mean, not that I'm. I'm <laughs> you know, I'm not a drape myself around, but. If especially if you had a couple of drinks, you know, I'm, uh, you know, and in that uh, yeah. moment, I, I like them. Like I'm going to want to hold their hand or yeah. See, that. I look at that. So that wouldn't. That wouldn't. I'd find that restrictive.
1: I, I've had um, out of all the relationships I've ever had, probably fifty percent of them have been on the sly. Uh, there's always some reason why. Really? I, I, yeah. So I'm used uh, to just being like,
0: so you yeah. know, quickly. Quickly do this, but don't let anyone see you. Yeah, and uh, business as usual. But is there some kind of like a little bit of excitement with that? Like it's is a it... sadistic, um, yeah. uh, thing that I have. I think is that. Yeah. A, it's obviously not a fear of commitment, I guess, because you've obviously had long. Rela- oh, you think it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm ready to discuss this now because I don't. I think I need a shrink for that. I don't want to get into your rela- <laughs> this relationship, but it just what you just said to me, I, I have to ask. Yeah. yeah
1: it's a musician's curse though i think because as a songwriter you need to be alone and you need to have struggles ah, okay. and you need to have time yeah. to talk about them and the freedom yeah. to talk about it yeah
0: because if you're in a happy relationship like what are you going to write about well yes that's that is yeah true but there was a breakup that you had which was a significant one and and i read something the other day and so you'd broke broken up or and you knew you, you had to break up or, or whatever but it sounded like you know spiritually and mentally you had a bit of a dive do you yeah like what did you i always dive after a breakup even if it was my idea okay
1: especially if it was my idea because i think it's easier yeah yeah, it's easier to be the one who gets we don't want the other person suffering Exactly, and also when you how when you're the one that service. made the call, you live with the guilt that it was you that changed it. That's if right. If it happens
0: to you, you're like, well, there's nothing I could have done about and it. And that you got you got you might have got it wrong, or you might, like there's a yeah. there's a big there's a big weight because it's also it's the weight of how you've made them feel, but it's also the weight that you know it's like a job or whatever. You there's also that fear of what if what if that was what if I never get good again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what if you've I actually just got away from something amazing just because I'm a fool. That's right. So there's the guilt on top. There's a guilt of what maybe you've done to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is all the that's all the emotional fear. baggage. It's not actually because your clarity, you know, with your intuition and whatever, there is no question mark on on that. So if you got your intuition right. But I think, you know, I know for me in the past, I think when before you get clear uh, on who you are, um you're also half aware that you know you've got a bit of baggage. So have I made a decision based on my baggage or was it my intuition? Oh, that is a very good point. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, isn't I know, I'm amazing. I've got <laughs> heaps of them. We could go for hours now. <laughs> but no, no, no. It is though. It yeah. is. That, yeah. that really hit me because You're right. Yeah, because that has been an issue of mine and also what I feel, uh, you know, the worst relationship that I've ever had in my life the gift that came out of that was that I never questioned my intuition anymore, which was the greatest freedom that I've ever, ever had through the most, uh, costophobic, you know, evil relationship that I ever have. And that is because it was so bad that my intuition was throwing stuff at me. In fact, you know, even he would buy me a a bracelet and he would, it would, jewelry would burst off my body. It was unbelievable. Right. Okay. So, so a the sign. power of yeah, totally. The, but the power of like, like what, the the claspers kicking, not in. working. No, it, no it literally, was... I saw it. It was like out of the corner of my eye, and it broke, the, the same uh, bracelet that's broke not intuition. Twice. That's just no. Well, no, what but there that? were, that's but there, were, but there were other things. It, it, it's like there was just like you know, I could write a full book about the intuitive moments that I knew that this guy was rock bottom the worst person in in the world but I had to have him be so bad I had to have my uh, you know varying degrees of intuition come to me during that moment in like a tsunami for me to walk away and go holy shit now I get intuition I get the voice that it is and I get the voice that is my fear and my ego going, you're a screw, screwball, you're this, you're that. So I get that it was so extreme that I get what the two are now. Right, yeah. And so I've lived most of my life not knowing who was guiding me. Do you think that you know that, what I mean? is,
1: that is the case and It's, it's horrible. for that connection as a general rule or do you think that some people are good for you at certain times of your life and that guy might not be good for you in that period of your life, due to whether it's your baggage or his baggage, or an uh, age difference or whatever. Oh, look, but then they can be, uh, they can work with you at a different point of your life. I, I feel like people can come and go, yeah. as as to how it works with you, depending on where you're both at.
0: On the absolutely, look. I think you know. I mean, this guy is a bad egg. You know, it's just a stop there. <laughs> this guy is. Well, a- the jewelry burst yeah, really yeah, had yeah. me. Yeah, he, look, he, he's a really, really bad egg. I mean, he's. Um I used to call him a narcissist but now I kind of think no I think he's a sociopath because that's sort of you know the boss of a narcissist it's one step up you know <laughs> It's it's the Trump tower's literally yeah. of, of I think um you know that sort of high, high level no emotion dysfunction Right So in nice terms choice. Of, Yeah you know oh, look I made a couple of good choices back in the day but but I think in answer to your question that, I think that wasn't You know we're here to learn and, and have lessons and but it is interesting i mean I, i've got a friend of mine jeff barrow from porter's head i remember i got to I know him my favorite band i love that oh band. really yeah i love porter's oh head. he's the best guy you'd love him like oh. he's such a oh he's just a, a deep but funny you, you would adore him you know um, so he used to come to Bondi um, all, all the time. I met him in Melbourne, I think, the first time, but then I'd moved up to Sydney. So we ended up, every every year he'd come to um, to Bondi and he'd stay, take a house for a couple of months. So I would spend a lot of time with him just talking and talking and talking. And um, I remember one of the last times he uh, came and uh, before he kind of got married and he, you know, had kids and he sort of hasn't done that, he hasn't been able to do that again, but he hasn't he is, been able to talk to you, or he hasn't been able to his children. He's never, ever contacted me again since no. then. <laughs> right? <laughs> hasn't been able to do that. I'm going to Bondi for a couple of months. See yeah, you well, guys. Apparently, that happens when you squeeze mm, out. And no idea Not why that he, he squeezed him out. But. <laughs> <laughs> apart from the fact that why would he be speaking an American voice when he's English? But <laughs> <laughs> nice he, twist. He did. He did say, um, "I have to go home and make music, so I have to go back to Bristol." and be cold and miserable, I have no inspiration for writing and being creative when I'm propped up in in the warm sunshine having a lovely time in Bondi. Yep. Why can't people get inspired? See, I feel like I get inspired and have the energy to create. Not that I'm a writer, obviously, and I'm not a musician, but I have the – it works the reverse. When I'm down, I can't get shit together to create. But I guess yours is very words and and melodic. No, there's an element of that. Um, when you're down, it's it's hard
1: to find the motivation to do it. That's that's the hardest one. part. Yes, yeah. yes, it's um, yes, Okay. But you have to yes. you have to know that you've got deadlines. You have to be basically told. Well, I do. I have mm. to be told. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Here are your deadlines. Yes. And I. Um, this is why I went to New York to make my own. record. Unfortunately, you
0: flag up um, you flag up a good thing, which is um, uh, basically that I may, uh, just realised that no one's really given me a deadline. Therefore, maybe most of my creative stuff, no one gives a shit.
1: That's what I, <laughs> that's what I worry about. If there's no deadline, <laughs> I I'm need like, to well, get a why? deadline. Someone's not asking me to do it. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't release yeah. a record for years because no one no one told me I had to do it. I mean, I probably should have. Yeah, I made records. Yeah, I didn't put them out though. Yeah, because no one was deadline, on my no. case to do it. Yeah, um, and. Uh, and when I made this last record, I thought I've, I've got to get out of here to do it because um, I got signed to a new label, Old Mate. Old Mate?
0: Old Mate. Not – you're not going to say that – Old Mate. Not the guy yeah. that we were talking about in my story? Yeah. Oh, my God. This I is didn't how I know him. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you joking? Yeah, so he – Oh god, this has taken the weirdest. <laughs> I knew that he was dabbling in. I'm, I'm not there anymore. Music, okay. Should we do this off camera? We, let's. Do you want to stop yeah. and get a drink? Yeah, let's. Let's. <laughs> yeah, let's actually do that. We'll um, come back to this. Yeah, we'll be back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm just
1: gonna go get us a cup
0: of wine. Okay, both. And now a little bit of a chat about my sponsors. So, I've been producing and hosting podcast shows for a couple of years now. And during this time, there's been a lot of trial and error with my recording process. There's been a few unfortunate stuff ups that I won't bother going into, but then there's just been lots and lots that I've learned about sound and actually what makes me feel comfortable, especially when I'm sitting in front of some pretty cool and important people that I'm interviewing. And what I've realized in terms of me really enjoying making a show instead of being quite anxious. Is that I'm at my best when my setup is really simple, but has a sound quality that I can be proud of. So I'm now using the Steinberg UR22 recording pack, and oh my god, it's such a breath of fresh air. When I got it, I was actually enjoying a red wine with Sarah McLeod, one of my guests in this series, and as a professional musician, she told me she was really impressed with the UR22. So that made me feel pretty good from the beginning, and it's been it's been really good ever since, and. I just think if you're a singer, musician, or podcaster, if you're starting out or you're already in the throes of doing your thing, why don't you go and check out the Steinberg UR22 recording pack? And you can do so at bettermusic.com.au forward slash UR22 recording pack. And now back to my guest.
1: Okay, sorry, we had to just stop and I needed to go to the bathroom and get a drink. But what I wanted to tell you was yeah. that um, I, I have trouble writing music when it's um, when the sun is shining and it's a nice yes, warm day because yes, yes. I'll sit in my studio and I can hear people outside with like, you know, soccer balls and, and clinking beers and giggling and, you know, people keep calling me going, hey. And doing you know, there's, life. There's, there's, They're out life. there doing yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. And I think I want to go out and have fun and play with the ball and go to the pub and mm. talk to people as well. But I have to sit here and write songs. So what I do... This is a new thing that I've discovered, yeah. and I only discovered it when I made this last record. But it really worked for me. Instead of sitting at my desk, feeling like I'm missing out on mm. everything and wasting a lot of time, and um, sort of working in increments and then sitting mm. around feeling crap for a lot of them, thinking I'm missing
0: out. Yeah, on things, yeah, yeah.
1: Got to get out. Everyone
0: of there. would so 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 many people dabbling out there with music and 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 writing, but also obviously the musical side of things would be doing the same, going. Is this what I should be doing with my day, my hour, my yeah, because, whatever? Because so this is Because songwriting is like homework. It yeah, hangs over yeah. your
1: head. As a musician, yeah. it hangs over your head all the time because you don't go to work and sit there. I mean, some people do. Yeah. Apparently Elton John does. But you go to work, you sit there. But we're just supposed to write you know, whenever we can yeah. and you just got to write. Yeah. Um, but I decided what I was going to do is leave town and – Obviously, I'm not going to. I'm going to go somewhere I don't know anyone. I'm going to go somewhere where it's really cold, yeah. and I'm going to give myself a hardcore deadline. So I said to my label, "I'm going away to New York. I'm going to get myself a place in Brooklyn in the middle of winter." And this is like my I, whole dream I want, I want exactly, kind of
0: thing to do, not
1: the, yeah. You know, because I,
0: I decided that dis- discipline
1: but, was going to be the mm, key. Because yeah. I, I will sit around and, and pussyfoot around yeah. for years like I had been for the last 10 years trying to get a record together and I thought the only way I'm going to do this is if I put extreme pressure on myself and I tell everybody what I'm going to do. If I I'm going to anyone, an
0: expensive city yep. where everyone knows I can't buggerize around. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's extreme. It's, it's ex- you're ex- like a so no doming yourself. It, exactly, shaking everything up. Yeah, and the
1: fact that I'm telling everyone. If I went and yeah. didn't tell anyone, I probably wouldn't get it done. I would go, yeah. oh, you know, some funds happening today, or so I'll do that. Yeah, but because I, I told everybody, I had to deliver because I didn't want to look like a fool. Yeah. so I put this bounty on it where I said, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go away for three months, and I don't want to talk to anyone for three months. I'm not gonna send you any mm. music. Don't talk to me. I'll be back. With a with a full album, and I'm gonna deliver it. So I started on the first of January, mm. and I worked no shit around the clock. Did you? Yep. Like I took one day off a week just to sort of wander around and look for inspiration. But as
0: but as you should. Otherwise, there's a tendency to to burn yourself out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I did
1: a lot of just so sitting staring out the too. window. But once the once the wheels started,
0: once the motion of the wheels started the next song was a bit easier and yeah. the next song after that was a bit easier. So when you're sort of sitting there, and because I do the same with writing, you know, like so I love writing and I've been writing a book for years and uh, so I've had lots of experiences all around the world of just sitting there and looking out the window and trying to get certain chapters and certain periods. What are you, I mean, I guess like in that situation, obviously this is when you um, eventually came up with Rocky's Diner. Yeah. So when you're looking out the window – are you waiting – okay, so I'm looking at the window now, looking down on Smith Street, Collingwood. I've see, I, I can see um, a sort of tanned, older-looking man, and he's got a bright kind of like grey and blue top on. He's got a, a supermarkety sort of bag. I'm not sure whether he, he – he looks like he might be chatting to himself. Um, uh, so if, am I – what, what are you waiting to sort of tap I know you, where you're going
1: with this. You're not writing about that guy. For? You're writing about the way that guy makes you feel. Or okay. what, what triggers memories from looking at that guy. Okay. Or that that guy or someone across oh, the so road over so it's not over like together. a
0: lineal sort of like an... an no, I don't this. go, see
1: the old man in the closed down market. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do that. Well, I mean, every writer is different. But um, uh, just seeing things, looking around, walking the streets... And, and also the repetitive nature of it there's mm-hmm. something about routine that helps so I would go and sit in the same place every morning and look at the same thing Yeah. Um, I wore the same clothes every day because I thought that that, that would give me my brain
0: more space to think about the music. Also, it makes you hurry up because that deadline's going to, because that stinkiness is going to yeah. be like, I've, I've got three months. Three
1: months is not a long. long Otherwise, I can't a whole smell album.
0: myself after three months. Exactly. So Who yeah, cares? You're going to have to wash your clothes after three yeah, months. Yeah, but I'm not gonna, seeing uh, anyone, so no, I don't that's care. <laughs> that's, it's the people at the next table yeah. that are your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. True.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, so I bought a suitcase and the suitcase just had all my equipment in it. I had no clothes. I
0: deliberately read that with no Yeah, because then it was just this really weird discipline. I love your focus and I certainly hope too that anyone that's sort of listening to this is that's that's an aspiring or got that kind of like burning bug inside them to to write and create music needs to know that you you do if if you think it's cool and you're being creative sitting around flapping, you know, pushing back on any kind of deadline or any kind of like real life structure That's not the case. You actually have to get shit done and, as you said, be accountable and all those things that I think a lot of creative people that probably never quite get there think are the sort of, you know, the antichrist to the creative mind. It's like, no, you've got to have some real-life shit in there or it's not going to happen. I believe that. I believe that deadlines are important. Yeah, good. That's that's one. Um,
1: I've had lots of discussions with other musicians who say that deadlines – uh, kill them yeah yeah, their um creativity Mm. but otherwise there's a lot of there's a lot of just stabbing in the breeze and jamming Mm. and you know Mm. you might sit and work on a loop for like three weeks like you know i don't don't do that I, i sit there at my instrument and like every second counts and i have a um i have a method and i don't labor too much on um I, I do it I do it in increments, right? So I always, to me, the chorus is the mm-hmm. most, most ah, important part. Okay. So I, I always start with a chorus. Does that
0: sometimes just come to you? Like does that start playing itself to you? Like Sometimes, yeah, usually sort of vaguely
1: mm-hmm. and then I, I get a bit of a vibe and I just sit there and, and I hone it. Mm. Uh, and I, I will work the chorus until I've got the lyric and the hook and yep. the right chords yep. and then I go backwards and I piece the song around it. Um I, I saw mm. – this is where I got the discipline thing from. Mm. I saw this documentary once on ABBA and it was – I don't know if it was Benny God, or Bjorn, I've been one of i talking about the ABBA. So,
0: sorry, synchronicity is a very strange thing because yeah. I've actually been talking about ABBA all this week because I wrote a column for News Limited – about foster caring, and I'm relating it back to being a little kid, wearing ABBA socks. Because, yeah, and that's ABBA when socks? I first – I did have when I was younger. It's a good merch line. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've been literally talking about ABBA because I, I write in there just trying to paint the picture of the first time I thought about doing foster caring was when I was little and wearing ABBA socks. So sorry. Yeah, yeah right. Hmm. Just weird. Um, S.O.S. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was one of my favourites. And that's one. Super Are you Trooper? like Super yeah, I loved Did it, you loved see it. the
1: movie? Do you remember the Abba movie? No, did uh, I? Yeah, I think it was called. Uh, it, was, it was about. It was around the same time as Abba Arrival. They made the ABBA, Abba the movie. Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah,
0: no, I vaguely. remember I watched that
1: so many times. I bet when you I was a loved Frida. Uh, is she the one with the brown Red. hair? Red. Yeah, 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 she was the one I liked. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I like the guy with the beard. <laughs> You're a Frida girl. Which was Benny and Bjorn? Up. I think it's Bjorn I with the, like the beard. No, it's Benny with the beard. Okay. Anyway, so there was back to one of them. I think it was Benny in this documentary, and he said. The main thing about being a songwriter is is discipline because, um, you know, inspiration is 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. (laughs) So he he, he had this analogy which I've never forgotten and I love it. Mm. He said, for example, say you're sitting looking at a cupboard and you know that there's a, a monster in there, a boogeyman or something, mm-hmm. and you're there waiting for it to come out. You'll sit there all day waiting for it, waiting for it, nothing, nothing. Then you'll get bored and go off and, you know, go to the toilet and walk mm-hmm. around. And the minute you walk out the room, it's going to come out and go, glug, 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 and run around and go, glug, glug, and then when you come back in, it, boom, it's back in there and you've missed it because you you, you lost concentration and you left. And I thought, oh my God, really? Right. I thought you were just a genius and you could go to the piano and just write a hit, but it's not like that. And
0: it'll stay with you and go, Yeah, we're taking a break now, we'll come back to it. We'll yeah. Ta- you. it does once you've got it, but when you don't have it yes. yet. Because yes. once you've got it, you can take it with you
1: everywhere. Yeah. That's actually another curse. Once you've got it, it won't leave you. It yeah. goes with you everywhere. Yeah. It's with you at parties, at the in the toilet, in the kitchen, when you're talking it's to people. You crazy. People are trying to
0: tell you their life story and you're just there like working on something in the background. And it's sometimes like you're having conversations and then there's like the next the, the next verse or something coming and you're like completely glazed over because you've got the next verse or something coming y- yeah. through yeah, and it's, while this... they're saying. And anyway, yeah. And, yeah, and then we fell in love and then he got down on his hands and knees and you're yeah. like, yeah, sorry, got to go. Yeah. That <laughs> happens to me all the time. Because
1: the thing is when you when you sit at your desk working, which you must do mm. to establish the mm. idea, mm. the idea itself actually likes Cemented. going for a walk, it does. So it goes, oh, good. Like, Because in my mind, I've, I say to my equipment, I'm knocking off for a bit. I'm going to go out. Mm-hmm. And, and so because the idea thinks that you've relaxed, your brain thinks that you've relaxed, so then the, the pressure goes off and then that's when all the ideas come to you when you're wandering around and right. it, this whole knock-off time and it goes, here, think about this, when think about this. it starts to flourish. It starts to flourish and then you sleep and when you're talking to people. and then you, So I just have to run back. To the computer, so I, I do these things where I would stop and just sort of go for a walk or talk to people in the street or make a couple of calls or yeah. just do something to tell myself that I was taking a break, mm. and then all the things that I'd been sitting there just staring out the window mm. trying to work out how am I going to find the tag to that mm. song, mm. Um, then they, then they hit you. Um, but so anyway, in this period that I did this three month recording, I had said to them I'm going to deliver the record on the 31st of March, and. Uh, while I was there I played guitar and everything, but I also needed to play I, I needed to record bass, but I didn't have a bass with me. Mm. And so I, I did this thing where I tuned down my low string and my guitar and I put it through all these effects and I made it sound like a bass. So I then saw I saw a little bit of this interview, I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, then okay. I started thinking I was this like cool bass player and I was like, Bass, you know, the final frontier, I've never played bass and I got really into playing the bass oh my and then God. so then I was like, Whatever. You made your guitarist guitar.
0: have a split personality. Yes.
1: How friggin' yeah.
0: mind blowing is that? Has <laughs> anyone done, like excuse my ignorance, but has anyone done that before? Like, is that like one one man? Do you? <laughs> I knew a man in uh, in Chicago.
1: <laughs> I knew a man in Chicago. who did it once from Vancouver. So of local explain
0: lunch. what you did. I mean, I'm look. As funny as it, uh, no. Not, even though I'm doing this series called Instrumental, it does not make me uh, have a lot of knowledge on different instruments. My purpose is to just be inspired about why people get inspired to do, you know, a certain thing. And you obviously do music and write songs really well and you obviously, you know, have this relationship with the guitar. Um, love, hate. Love, love, yeah, I want to get into that in a minute. Mm. But just to, just describe, because it's obviously very interesting, any guitarist or, or bass player, that what you did to that guitar to achieve okay, so, what you had to do um, over there. When I was in New York, I just had the standard guitar mm. and I got the idea
1: from... Necessity, mm. So I, I tuned it down to D so that the string was looser and had mm-hmm. more warmth more bass-y, to it. yeah. Yep, and then I put it through um, an octave simulator and I put it through a bass simulator in my computer. Yeah. So, you know, any mm. note that we had before was like an octave lower yeah. and it's going through an amp, so it sort of sounded like a bass. So I played – I was working out bass lines just all on one string, which is not how you're supposed to play bass, but I got really into it yeah. because the strings – Guitar strings are looser than bass strings, especially, and they're thinner, especially when it's tuned down. Mm. So it was a really strange way of playing bass. It's not really how you play bass, but it Mm. felt really cool. Mm. And then I thought, how can I do this and still play all those other strings and still have the guitar going um, live? Because then I wouldn't need anyone, you know? Great, Mm. I'm always Mm. looking to how to... Be in complete isolation. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I don't need anyone. I was right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's so much easier when you can do it all yourself. Yeah. Having to having to work with others oh, absolutely. Is, is good, it's And do it's it on their bad. time
0: schedule when you know you're, you're really trying to sort of direct your and you've, you've got a, you've got a high level awareness of your creative process. Yeah, and, and everybody so works differently. Really correct.
1: Yeah, and I, I have trouble working with other people when I'm in the zone because I get really manic. And I talk a million miles an hour and my like, ideas come a million oh, miles an hour. I, would
0: be, I, I get it. And
1: if they're not on your wavelength, no, I mean, there's some, no. when you get a good creative partnership that works, you know, th- th- they're gold. Mm. Um, but they're really hard to find. So, <laughs> so put up with hell from them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, to, to be able to do this by myself, I thought if I can make this work, this would be cool. So I came back to Australia and I, um, I sort of designed this guitar I, I had seen – you know, I said the guy in Chicago did it, but I didn't really know what he had – how he had done it. Mm. I just had heard that he plays bass and guitar at the same time. And I've played with him. I've seen him play, but I w- never was sort of interested enough to look at what he was doing. I just yeah. knew that it was possible. Yeah. So I, I I designed this thing. I sort of wrote it all out on a bit of paper and sketched it and I took it to a um, guitar building guy. And I went, in what? New York? No, no, back, back, in, back in Sydney. Back yeah. And I took um, a sacrificial lamb, so I thought I'll take a guitar that I don't mind being butchered. Yeah. So it's just old sort of. I no um, mentioned stra- brand names. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a it was a bit. Yeah. So it was a bit of this, bit of that. Yeah, right. Uh, and I said, try this. So we put a a bass pickup that only picked up the bottom two strings. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I put a separate jack out, and then I put that through a octave pedal mm. and into a bass rig. So um, when I play the bottom two strings that goes through the bass rig, but it, it doesn't ever um, trigger the top strings. So when I'm playing guitar, the rest of the strings are coming out through the normal pickup into a Marshall and, and the and the bass strings are also going through the Marshall, but the bass is only getting the bottom two strings. That's you fascinating. I mean? So then I had to rewrite all the songs instead of playing, I can't play any open chords anymore. Um, because you've always got to be holding down the bass notes. So then I had to rewrite everything so that I was holding down the bass notes and playing the chords. And then because I'd also decided that I wanted to do it without a second guitar player, and there was two guitar parts on my record. So then I had to rework it, so I'm holding wow. down the bass and do the two guitar parts as well. So I had to sort of work out how to do the riffs. It, it took me Thank ages. God. I actually only did one tour like this too. It was such a waste of time. It
0: took me so long to get it right, and I did one tour. And I yeah, went, but cool. you achieved something. did that next. <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah, but you achieved something, and you're obviously, when you get going, you're, you're – you know what I, I, I love hearing about you is that I think you actually have, which is nice because people spend their whole life trying to get self-esteem and to believe in themselves, that I feel like there's there's a really nice little underlying without the ego belief in yourself there is and there isn't yeah i I have two me's the spectrum yep and i think we all do but yeah we're all on the spectrum yeah when
1: i'm writing a lot of things when i'm writing a lot i am i feel invincible i can Mm, do anything mm. i can write anything i'm like what do you need yep no worries when do you need it by four o'clock done Mm. i'll give you two of them you know i get so (laughs) bang 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 yeah totally i get i get like look watch me i'm gonna be amazing and then when i'm not writing then I think I can't write anything and I get really I down on myself. I don't know how that
0: happened. I'm completely –
1: Yeah. I'm like that at the moment because I haven't written anything for mm. ages. So I'm all like, oh, it's cold and I haven't written anything and I totally suck and, like, I, I get really depressed. My time's passed. Yeah, totally. I do. I, I get so depressed and then I get, like, full Kanye
0: again. It's like, you know – Total yin yang. <laughs> I love that. Good Kanye reference too, because as much as I want to slap him, I absolutely adore him. Um, well, yeah, he's got that whole you know I'm, yeah, the, I'm the greatest. Totally. It's like the oh Muhammad God, Ali complex. I'm, you know what? Like literally, to be quite honest, of all kind of back to synchronicity in terms of you know weird stuff. You know, if I need, if I'm feeling good and I need to get my ass into gear, and I'm you know, it's like time to time to kick some butt you know I'll have Kanye on I'll have black skinhead or whatever it is I've, yeah. I've got Kanye's my man yeah yeah and then I see him on Twitter and I go oh god you're a dickhead what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much exactly what I do to myself yeah god you're a dickhead Go get him. I wonder you know.
1: if he goes through that too. I wonder if he, you know, behind Checking closed out doors. Face, you
0: mean? No, no, behind closed doors. I wonder if he goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Of course, I think. You no, know, yeah, I think that's what his melt- sometimes when I think you're that's inst- what his mental meltdowns are. Is he's, he's in between the A to B? Yeah,
1: because when you start to second guess. Anything about yourself, your insecurity kicks in, and Absolutely. people either let you it open go, the door or they go harder. That's right. And they go, I'm bigger and better and better than that's that right. to try and overcompensate the fact yeah. that deep down the You're,
0: insecurities are coming correct. out. Correct. You're actually trying to prove something to yourself Self. sometimes with your own lyrics yeah. and your own attitude. I do that, which is why I started that t shirt business. Yes, 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 But also, that's a narcissist, by the way. we you been, calling been me talking a narcissist? about narcissists. No, 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 no. But, you know, a narcissist is someone that's always pumping their own tires verbally, and that is like literally. Um, that's because the insecure insecurity is always there. Yeah. So if we say we have waves of it. They have it all the time. So they're in constant, I'm, I'm the ruler of the world, believe yeah. me, come to me, you know, all of that sort of Yeah, it's bullshit. funny how people handle insecurity in different ways. Yeah, exactly. So two things. I need to just know in terms of because this obviously we've talked about so many things and we really haven't actually talked about your guitar and your relationship and your love affair with your with guitar. I just want to know like. If I was to say, it, it'd be like me meeting you and you said to me, I've fallen in love and I've met this girl or guy and I'd be like, why, what's so good about them? And, and also because I told you before we started, you know, recording that I I just want this series to just inspire people and if they've already got a crush on something, let's kick it over to, you know, I want, you know, Whichever episode it is, whichever instrument we 're talking about, I want this to resonate because I think in your heart you 're going to have a particular crush on something yeah. what's why did you fall in love with the guitar like what, how do you how would you describe guitar as just the thing that 's just done a lot for your life and um, okay,
1: so say for example. I'm in a small town mm. and there's um, one bloke that likes me in the town and I mm. get to know him and I may end up marrying him. He's kind of like the only guy that I ever knew that love came from and mm. that's just sort of like with me with the guitar. I was never surrounded by any other instrument besides guitar. My My cousin was the only one I knew that played guitar and he had guitars mm. everywhere, mm. Les Pauls, like cool-looking guitars and mm. I thought they were really – Attractive-looking instruments, and I used to look at them and go, "That's just so badass." It
0: caught your it, it caught your eye, it
1: caught my eyes, yeah. just something Early incredible, on. and I didn't know how to use it. Um, so I started playing guitar, okay. and then i I relied on guitar because it was. All, it was all I knew, and it became how I would create my music. So,
0: how you would kind of expand as a musician and 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 a songwriter, or just expand in the world of music? Yeah. And then when you get when I got to a point where I got um,
1: sick of playing the guitar, so then I started working with um, alternate tunings. So I would tune the guitar in a way that I didn't understand how it worked. Mm. So then I was like, um, I don't know, ding, 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 and then I liked it again because that made me. Um, completely naive as to what this instrument was. It was like a new instrument. And then when I got sick of that, I I would buy a new guitar
0: and go, oh, look at that, it's sexy, and then it would make me Mm. go back to it again. So there's a bit of that inventor spirit in you in terms of right now what can happen, what what can be done. You can't really do that. i got a very short attention span. Okay, but you couldn't really have that relationship as much with the drums, do you think?
1: No, no, but God, I wish...
0: I was a drummer. That's next. I can't, oh, there's I can't nothing wait to, to be a drummer. Uh, look, I've, you know, what if I was going to be anything? It would be a drummer. But, yeah. but, I'd, but I love all the stories of, but yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, even like
1: recently I, I bought myself for my, my birthday, I bought myself a, an SG that was the same age as me and I thought um, I'm going to buy this and it's going to be my cute. birthday present. And I, I do a lot of, when I like something, I do a lot of staring at it. So I stare and I just – I don't get sick of looking at it. I stared at that thing for wow. like four days. I was just sitting, looking look at it. Even I'd go to bed, I'd put a light next to it on the stand, just lie in bed and stare at it. I stared at it wow. more than I played it. I just liked the look of it. And recently I decided that, that I had two goals for this year. Mm. One, I wanted to do acting classes ever since I did that musical and I want to learn how to play the piano. So I thought on a, on a whim, when I wasn't even at mm. home, I'd just moved to Melbourne and I was in, I think, Brisbane – and i bought a piano on on ebay and i swing it send it to my house so i got home and it was in my music room wow. so i got my sister to let it in and it is <laughs> let it in let it hello. in hello lovely to see you <laughs> thank you we've you. been waiting for you <laughs> cordially invited into my home <laughs> please come into the drawing room yeah. she, the, the lady <laughs> of the house will be with you soon <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and then i came home and there it was uh. and i um uh, it's so i look at this thing cuz it's black like you know ebony and ivory and it shines i polish it all the lights reflect off it because i've got these like (laughs) some fairy lights around in the room it is the sexiest piece of ass i've ever seen in my life i just again i can't stop staring at visual i am with my instruments yeah Yeah. this thing is just the most attractive thing it's not like i want to have sex with it Mm. but i i sit at it and i go and and this is going to sound really lame but when i play it Mm. (laughs) When I play it, I put on all my rings because <laughs> I like are the way my. you to impress it. Oh, okay. No, You're not like, to impress it. Like the way... <laughs> I like the way my fingers look with all these rings on because yeah, wow. there, there's something about your fingers are suddenly heavy, and when they when they touch the um, keys, mm. they they touch it with more. I don't know faveur. I feel like Liberace, so I I I it's not like I'm lighting candles. But I I put my rings but they're on. They're
0: dressed up. They're sort they're of up. being more elegant. And yes, sort of, yes, they're moving in a different way than if they were yeah wearing a, a no, tracksuit. To me, exactly. <laughs> or, I eat nothing. Or fingerless
1: gloves. Correct. Because yeah. um, I when I play guitar, I'm, I'm, I'm rambunctious up. and it's really mm. rhythmic, and I yeah, I bash right. the shit out of those things. There's scratches all over them. I I treat them. Um, you know, uh, it's tough love with me and the guitar, but with me and the piano, it's like, you know, So you're invoking, candles, you're invoking a different you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is the new me. I, and I feel I almost that. guilty because I'm having this really sensual affair with my piano at the moment, oh. whilst my guitars are all wow. sitting on a rack in the, not in in the, the corner. Same
0: oh, yeah. And so they're all watching me. Cheating? On your guitar, Blatantly. in the same room. Yeah, right You in front don't of live room. in a bed sit. You couldn't do that in another room. I just feel that
1: the music needs to be in oh, one that's room. So dirty, Sarah. Yeah, and
0: we all well, live. We, we live in the in the
1: shadow of our <laughs> of our previous victories because it's got all like Super Jesus platinum records on the wall. So I live under like the shadow of my former glories while I'm trying to create wow. new glory, which I'm not sure if it's no, good or bad. She no, I'll I keep thinking, I should that like...
0: not be there because it's yesterday's news. I well, I'll, I'll tell you how I interpreted that. Um, I basically interpreted that like you sitting in the same room as these two beautiful entities, and you know that that gold record is up on the wall, and you're basically going platinum. <laughs> 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 Sorry, there's actually a big difference, isn't there? A couple of thousand. Um, thank you for pointing that up. I Sorry, feel I like I you're help saying that no, no. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> of course, you needed to point that up. I feel like you're saying, you know, so who's going to win here? Yeah. Who's going to win this race? Who's going to win my heart this time? Yeah. And who's going to end up in another frame? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to assist? Who's coming on this journey? Who's going to ride my wild horses? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're so amazing! And mean the thing that is, there's strength in numbers guitar. because there's a
1: lot of guitars that, and they're all in a rack together, and they're all they're oh. like a little soccer team, and they're all together looking at me. And there's only one piano, but it's huge.
0: But this very sexy oh. solo beast has just yeah. slid through that it's door. It's beautiful,
1: Leah's and it, let it me. in. me.
0: Yeah, Leah let it in, <laughs> and it and it
1: calls to me, and because. Um, I feel that guitar is the instrument that I'm supposed to be working on, mm. and piano is not the instrument that I'm supposed to be working on. Like you know, no one thinks that I play piano. No one's piano waiting for is my mystery. piano. Record. The piano's the mistress.
0: Oh yes, in the mystery. Totally.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so because of that, I'm more inclined to play it because it, that's not work to me. You don't I know s-
0: where that's going. You don't know where that relationship's going to go. I know where I
1: would like it to go, but I need yeah. to discuss it with the piano first. Because you know, can't oh, be wow. one sided. Because we need to do it in goodrooms. No, totally. Otherwise,
0: the, it's rape. The piano could look at you. <laughs> the piano could look at you and say,
1: you know no Delta Goodrum.
0: Exactly. And if my piano
1: says that, I'll be heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If, You'll if my, say, "Leah, could you get could, me a new piano? See this piano out." <laughs> I'd like you to please <laughs> kindly see your way clear to exit the building. <laughs> yeah, How terribly rude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, like like mm. um, what the ABBA guy said about sitting there waiting for that monster, yeah. I feel like if I sit there long enough, mm. then I will be able to play it the way I want to play it. And I can play it okay now, but that's not the way, that's not what I foresee for no, this love you're affair. No,
0: you're not an okay girl.
1: Not not with this instrument. There's, no. there's something about this instrument. I actually feel. You like... love the challenge. Oh, I thought you were going to say, you love the cello. No, I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's a piano at all. I think it's the cello. <laughs> oh, the cello baffles me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I hate the cello. No, no, no. You have a thing for the cello. <laughs> Lemon cello, on the other hand, love it. <laughs>
1: Not in winter, though. <laughs> no, not in winter. Only when you're on the French Riviera um, or the Italian Riviera. Anyway, um, there is something about this instrument, though, that it has become like such a burning passion with me. I love it. That I, 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 I get up in the middle of the night sometimes and I go to the toilet and I just – as I'm, because I have to walk past it down the corridor. I live in one of those sort of long cottages, mm. so I have to walk down the corridor and I always leave the lights on in that room so that just in case I wake up in the night, I can always look at it and go, yeah.
0: Oh, you're still here.
1: I always leave the lights on. The lights never go off. Yeah, and I don't care about the electricity. I want to be able to see that. If my dog wakes up, I want her to see it too. You want that salt lamp to still be guiding that relationship. Yeah. Um, And there's this – I know in my heart of hearts that the relationship that I'm developing with that – very different from the relationship that I had with my guitars because mm. my guitars were me in my youth and my rebellion and my rock and roll but this is a,
0: a deeper this is a slower courtship
1: yeah and it's it's more uh, intense and it's beautiful and yeah it, it darker yeah, but yeah, yeah. sensual and I'm, I'm so into it it's making my music completely different oh my God so um, this is my new love and the other guys this are just going to have to deal. You know, I mean, it's not like I'm not going to play them. No, 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 no. You know, like we can have many loves. I mean, it's not Utah, but I can still,
0: (laughs) I can still take on many lovers. Shout out to Utah. Um, (laughs) Wow, that's beautiful. You've really taken me there in terms of. You should see the piano.
1: It's going on. it's, It's beautiful because I had a piano years ago um like a an older piano that actually a friend of mine a friend of mine gave to me uh, and it was fun but it was um it was sort of out of tune and it was sort of you know clunky and old and i, I didn't i didn't get what i needed from it yeah. and when i bought this i thought no you've got to buy yourself a good piano you have got to buy yourself an expensive sexy yeah. piano cuz it'll you're make you you're either doing play. this yeah yep. yeah and it it did it did exactly that in spades Wow. I didn't. I actually didn't think that I was going to get that connection with it, like I have. Like I love it. Oh like God, you know. Whereas I when it. I've got time off and I would normally go and watch a movie, I go. Oh, I would watch a movie, but I'm I'd going rather home just to sit stare at, the at, the at piano. my piano or just sit there. Yeah, and I'll just play the same thing over and over because I'm training my fingers, and I love the way they feel. And when they bend, it's like I'm doing yoga for my hands. I love. I love sitting on an on a, an arpeggio and doing it over and over and over. And it's difficult and then I stop and I walk away and I come back and I think, I wonder if I can still do that. And I sit down again and I go, and I, go oh, I can do it. It's easy because I put all that time You're in. You're building
0: up your confidence cool. too, I yeah. guess, with it. Yeah, I'm building
1: up my confidence, my knuckles, my muscles, yeah, yeah. my brain. Your ring collection. My dexterity to yeah. do it um, independently from each other. Wow. Yeah. So I've, I have amazing. this new you know, thing that I've decided that by Christmas I'm going to be like, Richard Clayderman, no Liberace, no. Wait, don't shoot that high. I know I'm going to be a really good piano player. No, poet. I don't think you're going to be either. Or, or either, I think I it's definitely just... don't want to be Liberace or Richard Clayderman.
0: No, I was going to say, you've, you, thank you. You've come up with two shit examples there, but <laughs> Richard think... Clayderman's the worst, though. I... Liberace's kind of cool. <laughs> Richard Clayderman's like what Liberace is it? Liberace at least boy? had a movie made out, out, about him. Yeah, good movie. Um, well, I just want to say one thing very quickly. Um, Firstly, we're going to have to check out your um, Instagram account for your for your maybe not so new um, uh, clothing label, which I think is super cool. And I need uh, yeah. a couple of. Can you quickly just tell me about that? Yeah. Seems like a really kind of like. Seems like a very abrupt way, but we I know we're about to get kicked out of this room, so we need to wind up. That's okay. No, I'll tell you that the reason yeah, that tell I did me that, that. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The reason I did that was for my own. It was um, a really cool discovery. Like, I'm like,
0: oh my god, I didn't know she had this.
1: Yeah, no, I I did that for my own self confidence. It's not a I'm not I'm not starting a business in terms to of wearing
0: that you wanted to wear. Do yeah. something to that you wanted to wear that gave you confidence. Yeah,
1: I yeah, love and it. I did, I did it for That's um, so cool, mainly for Super Jesus gigs. I don't really wear them on solo gigs so much because I feel. Um, it's too much of a bold statement when I'm quietly sitting there on acoustic singing gentle songs. But when I was doing Super when we are doing Super Jesus shows, um, I, I wanted to walk out and go, fucking check this out. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I am the most baddest yeah, bang. ass yeah. piece of machinery you'll ever see. Watch this. Yeah. And you must think that when you walk out to big shows like that, yeah, you, you have to think like that. It doesn't. You can drop
0: it. The you, minute don't, you, you can't walk off stage. saunter out with you your can, kind you of music. No, and I always have this. You know, as we we're saying, before, I don't think with, anyone. I don't think any decent artist really gets away with sauntering out. Y- yeah, yeah. You've, you've got you've to gotta be, be, go now. There's now. a start to the energy that you're creating, and it happens from the minute yeah. you round that curtain. Exactly, and if you go out there a bit
1: nervous or half yeah. half half asked. It, it will come through in your music. Oh, I love that.
0: So, you're, that's your very clear, okay. I did it for myself, yeah. firstly. And that's then I thought, there's so something brilliant. in this. Maybe I can
1: empower others, but nobody wants to see an unconfident performer. No. Nobody. So no, they
0: want something from you. They want you to if be you confident. You build a brand, give it to me. I'm here for it. Yeah. I need it. Yeah.
1: And you're not going to walk out on stage wearing the t shirt that says fucking unreal and play a bum chord or yeah. sing out a tune. No, you just don't. No, no. You, I, you absolutely don't. Like, and I have gone out on stage and sung out a tune and sung and played bum chords. and and had, oh, where are my moments and made mistakes. Yeah. But when I'm wearing those T-shirts, there's something that does to my brain. Yeah. I basically Accountability it, again. Accountability. I accountability go, watch this. I'm going to be really good. And then you, you just go, back. I can't wear this T-shirt and
0: not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that was a really bad thing. I was about to say, man up. <laughs> but well, you know what? Yeah, but metaphorically speaking. You, and, and metaphorically yeah. speaking, uh, I have cr- to say that when I say man, I mean that is humans. Yeah, like I hope we get to a point where we can knock off the, you know, the 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 thing that comes any kind of question before that. It's just man, we're hum human. Yeah, it's it. um mankind. <laughs> Correct. That that's right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. I love that. That's a. That's such a. I mean, I, I just thought the it was only a really. I, did it. Cl- I thought it was really clever. I thought why wouldn't you want to buy you know cool kind of just statement t-shirts from Sarah McLeod? But that's. A greater yeah. story behind it than yeah, I thought that's, that there that's was how just going to be. That's how it started. And, um, and so cute. you know, you,
1: you've obviously got to be selective. You know, I'm going to buy one. Like, I I, oh, one. I don't do things I, like I've that I've
0: gone normally. into the Virgin
1: Lounge, for example, and and had to – there's gone, oh, you know, I've worn bad motherfucker, and they've gone, Sarah, we love you, but <laughs> um, you can't wear that in yeah, here. You know, it happened to me recently. Not here. And I oh, was that's like, so funny. And I thought, what am I going to – this is – I thought, this is a weird I did moment. think
0: about that because I thought – Oh, I love these T-shirts, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I want like which one do I want? Do I get that one, the the um, the, the swearing one? Am I allowed to wear that on Instagram? What's the Instagram rules? Like seriously, uh, that's a process I went through yeah, because of your t But t-shirt. you choose where you can wear them. You know, you, yeah, right. you know
1: where you can wear them, and you know where you right. can't wear them. You wouldn't, yes. for example, wear it. So, so when you're, you're not meet just the queen.
0: trying to be. Uh,
1: I'm not, not trying to be like rebellious and yeah. just be a brat. Like you wear yeah. them when you need to wear yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, in certain situations where you need to wear them. And I, I was wearing it when I was at the airport the other day and uh, and the, the lady who I know because I'm always in the same Virgin Lounge, she said, Sarah, you can't wear that here." And I thought, don't let this be like a surrender thing where I go, oh, okay, I'll just go to the bathroom and get changed. Yeah. So I just stood at the counter and took my top off <laughs> and just like put it inside out and put it back on again. And oh all of the Virgin God. ladies Gosh. were really embarrassed. They were on the floor like looking away and I was like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, if I'm going to do it, I've got to do it in style because I came here wearing this bold statement. Oh my God, I love the way you... You got its conviction. You I love the way, through. even
0: in that moment, you chose a creative response and 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 responded to a challenge in a way that diffused the situation, but didn't actually. I had to make a bow thing of down. It. Yeah, I couldn't bow
1: down, and it already made a thing of it, so I had to follow through, and I had to had to um, make it so that I wasn't surrendering. Never to Never have thought of that response.
0: That was <laughs> really, really good. I hope those little yeah. um, uh, airline girls have all bought the T-shirt. They probably have. Uh, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's in those moments that you actually make someone think which is why you're so good at what you you, you do and yeah. I think just even as a person that you know that moment that that would have made them just think just going and then what she did was which yeah. made us do something we've never done before which was we were in an uncomfortable admiration space yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: They they wrote it on their – they have like a weekly discussion where they talk to everybody in virgin lounges all around the country yeah. and they put it out on their weekly newsletter because every virgin lounge I went into all around the country after that, they all knew about it. They had it. a point of reference <laughs> of how to yeah. deal with her and the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're oh. like, hello, Sarah. You uh, are just going to you're just gonna, you're
1: just gonna <laughs> we, wear that or <laughs> – <laughs>
0: We've got some guidelines on you and that T-shirt. Oh, my God, that is so funny. Yeah. All right, we have to get out of here. Thank yep. you. This has just been the best conversation. Oh, my pleasure. i enjoyed it myself. Thanks for having me,
1: Amber. Thank you And you know, so I said much. yes to this interview before. I even
0: knew what it was. I know. Just because I you love you. Can I just say how flattered I am that you just <laughs> looked at me when we met downstairs and said, by the way, I need to know what this uh, series is about. I, I just saw your name and said yes. Mm. That is like, Great. That'll be fun. such a compliment. <laughs> Thanks, gorgeous. Thank yeah, you. My pleasure. Good uh, luck okay. editing it. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed this episode. I want to thank Yamaha Music Australia for getting on board and supporting this series. Please visit au.yamaha.com forward slash podcast to find out more about new products and promotions. And if you'd like to help us spread the musical love, it would be great if you could subscribe to our series via iTunes and leave us a review if you feel inclined. To hear more podcasts from me, you can head to amberpetty.com.au.